You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Like we always do about this time. I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. This is episode number seven of season six. I'm your host, Edub. And uh, just for the next few moments, man, we're going to talk a little Hawks basketball. What's going on? Some news and notes. And uh, we're excited that you joined us, man. So thank you for checking us out. And um, let's get on with it, man. First thing. First, uh, a large part of what we do is on the social media front. So off the bat, we want you to connect with us on our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and Twitter, and our at name is HawksBeat. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram uh, so we can uh, you know, just see what we have going on from our social media aspect of uh, how we're covering the Hawks. We're also on Facebook. For the Facebookers, all you got to do is just go to Facebook and that search bar, just type in the Hawks beat and you will see our page. Go ahead and click that like button and you will be abreast as to everything that we have going on. Um, We're also on YouTube. So uh, when you're on YouTube, make sure when you see our videos and our post game wrap ups and our locker room interviews, get all that jazz. Go ahead and subscribe and help us get our weight up in the YouTube community. (laughs) So uh, like I said, man, a large part of what we do is on the social media front. Uh, We also would invite you to connect with us via the website. You know, after all that's said and done, don't forget about the website, right? (laughs) The website is the T.H.E. Hawks beat. So it's the hawksbeat.com. 
It used to be hawksbeat.com, but we changed the domain name. We did some changing. We rearranged the furniture, did some uh, upgrading and things like that. So it's the hawksbeat.com. So make sure you check us out on that front, as well as all of our social media uh, website, social media. Um, I don't know if you call them social media websites, but social media platforms. That's the word I'm looking for. So check us out on all those avenues. And uh, let's get into our first segment, something that we call News and Notes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Um, News and Notes. So just let me get over. I'm not really a numbers guy, but uh, there are some things of note that I want to get out to you. Um, first of all, in regards to the upcoming game. So tonight, the Hawks are taking on the Brooklyn Nets at uh, at home, actually. Uh, they're going to be here in Atlanta uh, before they go on the road. Um, so just some uh, news notes. Kevin Herter who is now being cleared for five on five practice. And he is his status for tonight is I think it's questionable, which means there's a likelihood that he's probably not going to play. Uh, just being that the Hawks have four games between their after this game, they have a couple of days rest. So I imagine that he might. I don't think he's coming back tonight, but I imagine that he might be back the following night. Um What's today? Wednesday. So maybe the Sunday game in Charlotte. We're actually going to be in Charlotte covering that game as well. So I imagine that you might see Kevin Herter back in Charlotte. Now, understand this, guys. Um, I know when you guys think of players coming back like, OK, yeah, boom, he's going to come back and he's going to be balling. No, there's there, things like this take time. Right. So he's coming back off an injury. So I imagine there's going to be a, a, a minutes restriction. I imagine there's going to be a rust. So if Kevin Herter comes back and he doesn't have the best game, please don't flood the timeline with, oh, man, what's going on? Uh, yada, yada, yada. Look, it takes time. So uh, Kevin Herter should be back in, uh, I believe, in two games or so. Uh, Chandler Parsons was dealing with some flu-like symptoms last game he missed. Alan Crabb is going to be out on Wednesday night. Uh, he underwent a non-surgical procedure on his knee, uh, so he's not going to be available and uh, DeAndre Hunter, I imagine that he is unlikely to play on Wednesday um, because of the finger issue. So uh, it, it, he, I, I don't know exactly what happened to the finger, but I saw he jammed it or kind of hurt it like toward the end of the game uh, the other night. And so I imagine that they'll probably give him a game off and give him some time, some days to rest uh, that finger. Like I said, man, you don't want to rush these guys back for look you're a five and 16 team your, your most important thing is your health so if you got to go out there kind of shorthanded that's what you got to do that's what you've been doing all this time without john collins without kevin herter so that's kind of what it is so that's all as far as the injury front is concerned um as far as news and notes are concerned let's just take a brief glance on where this hawks team is currently they are five and 16 there's two ways you can look at that. <laughs> There's two ways you can look at that. If you're one who sees the glass half empty, you can say, God, dog, man, y'all are five and 16. Y'all have sucked. And I, I wouldn't necessarily debate. I wouldn't necessarily take you to task on that. This has not been a very good basketball club. If you're one who looks at the glass and say, hey, the glass is half full, uh, 
they're only four games out of that eighth seed. Let me say that again. They're only four games out of that eighth seed in the East. Uh, if you're going to be a playoff team, I imagine that you're going to have to be close to 500, which is 41 and 41, which means 41 games are uh, some facsimile of close to 41 games, close to 500. The Orlando Magic have currently the eighth seed and they're nine and 11. They have four more wins than the Hawks. So, um, yeah, it, it's not out of striking distance. Now, I've been on record in saying that I don't believe this Hawks team is a playoff team. I, I've said that I'm not going to keep beating that drum. However, the playoffs are certainly something that you don't want to write off this early in the season. We're only 21 games in, which means you have over 60. Let me say that again. You have over 60 games left. Uh, could you catch the Magic and, and that, that third-tier type team? Uh, um, the way the East is broken down, I look at it like the Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers, they're not going anywhere, right? You got the Miami Heat that are 15-5. and five. Are they for real? I'm not sure. Again, we'll find out over the next 60 games. <laughs> I mean, they look good, right? They're 15-5. They're currently holding them in two spot. But I wouldn't necessarily deem them a top five team. They might be top five, but I don't think they're the second best team in the East right now. Uh, so you got the Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and Philly. I think that's your top tier. Your mid tier, I think you got Miami as like number five. And then Pacers, Nets, and Magic, that's kind of like the next tier. And then kind of like on the outside looking in, you got the Pistons, you got the Hornets. Uh, could the Hawks compete with that? bottom like that bottom a spot i think they can compete i think they still fall a little short but you can still compete um it was good to see them come off that losing streak of 10 games look november was brutal for the hawks let's be honest november was brutal they had a terrible they had a a horrific schedule it was like top five in the nba as far as schedule of strength you lost, of course, to Collins. Then you had, you know, the injuries on top of that, on top of a, a tremendous schedule. So, I mean, the Hawks have had a rough go of it. November doesn't look nearly, November doesn't look nearly as daunting as uh, December. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, December doesn't look nearly as daunting as November did because November was just, I mean, you're in Houston, you're in LA, you're playing the Lakers and Clippers on back-to-back uh, that is a tough road to hold, even if you have a a full and healthy Hawks roster. Um, but you don't. So uh, by the numbers, of course, your leading your leading um, your leading scorer right now is Trey Young, twenty eight points a game. Your leading assist man is Trey Young, who's putting up eight assists a game. Um, as a team, as a team, you're putting up twenty. I mean, you're putting up 107 points a game, what is 20th in the league. You're averaging, re your rebound is a 42, which will have you 27th near the bottom of the league. Uh, you're allowing 117 points, which is the third worst. Um, so if you're a metrics guy, if you're a numbers guy, I'm not necessarily a metrics guy, but I do believe, I do believe that they hold value to how this team is, is playing. 
I don't believe they hold everything. I don't believe they tell the whole story, but I believe there is a place for it and there should be a weight of these numbers. So uh, what these numbers tell you is you're not very good defensively. Uh, you're you're uh, you're a terrible rebounding team and you're just you don't have enough guns. You don't have enough bullets, 107 points. And if you're going to be a bad defense, you have to have a superior offense. And of course, those things, once John Collins gets back, once Kevin Herter gets back and uh, you start to get a little healthier, it it changes the whole flow of how this team operates, because when John Collins gets back, those shots for Trey, Trey is going to be able to be a little bit more efficient with his shots. Uh, and he's going to have some of that weight taken off of him. Once Kevin Herter gets back in his groove, everybody's going to be able to hold their proper weight. And hopefully they're going to be putting up more points per game. The defense, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, how that gets better. I mean, you didn't really, you don't really have a lot of defensive dogs on this team. So your goal right now is just going to have to be to try to outgun teams on most nights. And typically, you don't have the roster to do that. So, um, yeah. So let's take a look at just some more individual um, individual performances uh, 20 games into the season. And like I said, man, this is a small sample size. But let's just take a brief look at how the rookies are doing. Okay, so the rookies, of course, you got DeAndre Hunter. It's your top draft pick. DeAndre's averaging 12 points a game four rebounds, and uh, he's got a um, personal efficiency rate of, where is it, where is it, da, 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 of 8.1, which isn't necessarily that good. But again, you have to take these numbers with kind of a grain of salt. I think overall, I like DeAndre Hunter. He's been solid. I mean, he's been solid. He's been a guy that you can count on, strong defender, uh, I think he's been very solid as a rotational player for a guy that you drafted, thrown him into the fire, and I think he's done more than hold his own. He's not going to be flashy. He's not going to be a guy that has that, that you can give him the ball and say, hey, man, go get us a bucket. Um, he's he's starting to be more efficient and more confident in knocking down his open shots. He's already a, a, a really good defender. Um, so I, I, I've always liked the hundred kid. I think he's doing well. Um, Cam Reddish, the guy that you guys drafted number 10, uh, he's averaging seven points. His efficiency rate is 4.1, uh, which is not good. Um, Cam has struggled all season long. He's been to his credit. Uh, he, he, he's been thrown into something that he just obviously was not ready for. You know, Cam is not an NBA starter. But yet he's been thrust into this role and he's just trying to do it the best he can. And he's just trying to figure it out. And we hope that uh, he figures it out. And we, you know, just be patient with the kid. Be patient with the kid and we'll see how this thing figures it out as far as Cam is concerned. And Bruno Fernando. Bruno is uh, averaging four points a game, three rebounds. And he's playing about 12 minutes a game. He has a personal uh, efficiency rate of 13.4, which is uh, okay. The thing about Bruno, Bruno is this. Bruno sometimes uh, out there on the court, he looks lost like Stevie Wonder. Like he looks like he does not know what is going on. However, there is no substitute for hustle. 
You know, so the thing that I like about Bruno, if if, if nothing else, <laughs> you know that he's going to hustle. He's going to get you a couple rebounds that you don't think he's going to get. He's going to get a couple putbacks. Uh, he's still working on that transitioning until uh, transitioning into knocking down those perimeter shots. And uh, I like Bruno's attitude. He's a young guy. He he, he has good movement. Um, so I, I like his competitiveness. So I'll just say that as far as the three rookies are concerned. So those are the Hawks by the numbers, man. Your leading rebounder is Jabari Parker, you know, at 6.5 a game. And, of course, that 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 hopefully will change once you um, get John Collins back. But even once you get John Collins back, man, you still got to be a better rebounding team, man. The bigs for this team have not done a good job rebounding at all. Alex Lynn, uh, Damian Jones, Bruno Fernando, they got to do a better job rebounding as a collective unit. So, that's the Hawks by the numbers. And what we'll do now is go into a segment that we call First Five and the Last Five. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this segment is called the First Five and the Last Five. We just look at uh, the next five games and we look at the games, uh, five games previous. And we try to pick which games uh, that we envision that well that I envisioned the Hawks winning and losing. So the games that I picked were the games, uh, the five games after they came back from the West Coast trip, which uh, was Milwaukee, Detroit, Toronto, Minnesota, and Milwaukee. So let's let's listen to a clip of the last podcast and see what I thought. Uh, the Hawks were going to do. So, just to recap, they win, I mean, they lose to Milwaukee, they go up to Detroit and catch a win, they come back home and catch an L to the Raptors, they beat uh, Minnesota, and then they lose to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks again. I just don't like the matchup with Milwaukee. I don't like <laughs> going against Coach Bud. So, over these next five, I said they go two and three. So, uh, I said they were going to go two and three. And of course, as we all know, uh, that was part of that losing streak. <laughs> they lost all five of those games. <laughs> they lost all five of those games. So uh, I said they were going to win two. They didn't win those. So I got the three losses right. So and effectually, I went three and two on that uh, on guessing those games. So uh, let me see if I can pull up my... Um, First five, last five for the season. Um, I don't seem to pull it up, so I'll try to get it for you guys by the end of uh, the podcast. But <clears throat> let me look at the next five games for the Hawks, okay? So tonight on Wednesday, they take on Brooklyn at home. Uh, they have a couple of days off. Then they fly to Chicago, I mean, not Chicago, to Charlotte uh, to take on the Charlotte Hornets. I'll be at that game as well. Uh, and then they fly from Chicago, I mean, Charlotte to Miami. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Chicago. They, <laughs> they fly to Miami. Then, uh, on Tuesday, then they got a back to back with Chicago Wednesday. Then they round up this five back home on Friday night versus the Indiana Pacers. All right. <clears throat> Let's see if we can go five for five with these guesses. <laughs> um, Okay, so tonight against Brooklyn, Brooklyn's going to be without Kyrie Irving and another one of their ball players. Uh, however, Brooklyn's been playing some decent ball. They're right around five hundred. 
do the Hawks have any momentum going into this game, being that they 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 uh, you know they won that they they broke the streak against Golden State, even though they beat Golden State, like that was a sloppy win. Golden State is a very very bad basketball team. Um, can you beat a Brooklyn team without Kyrie Irving? Let me put a pin in that and let's go to Charlotte. Uh, I don't think you'll beat Charlotte in Charlotte. Uh, Miami has owned you guys, uh, Chicago and Indiana. So the key is which one of these games do I see? Can I, do I, do I see them winning two of these games? If I have to see them win two of these games, I'm going to do this. I I don't like to say they're going to not going to win any of these games. Give me the Brooklyn game tonight. Give me the Brooklyn game tonight. Charlotte. Oh, how have we played? How have they played Charlotte? Charlotte. Oh, that's a tough one. Mm, that's a tough one. Um, give me Brooklyn. I think they beat Brooklyn. I think they... Give me Brooklyn and Charlotte. Those are the two that they win. Brooklyn, they're going to go into Charlotte. They're going to be rested. They're going to lose those two games in Miami and Chicago. And the Plyde dropped the game against Indiana. Although that Indiana game is probably a 50-50 game. But I think Indiana has a better team and they're just a better ball club. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think they win Brooklyn and Charlotte. So we'll do that. So to recap, I think that they win the next two. I think they beat Brooklyn at home. I think they go on the road and beat Charlotte. And then I think they lose the next three against Miami, Chicago, and Indiana. And so, uh, as always, the way this segment works, once we, um, once we record a podcast again, we'll come back and revisit this and see how we did. And so that was the first five and the next five. All right, folks, this is the final segment. Just wrapping things up with just some uh, final thoughts on the Atlanta Hawks and the state of the Hawks. Um, The past couple days uh, on Hawks Twitter, there's been a lot of talk and it's usually the hot, same hot button issues. Uh, Trey Young, you know, uh, everything about Trey Young is really an issue <laughs> as far as uh, the debates with Luka Doncic and stuff. So there's always that talk. There's always the Cam Reddish talk. Uh, and and recently, there's the, the Lloyd Pierce talk. And I'll just say this. I, I've been into some spirited debates with some uh, Hawks fans. And, and let me say this, man. I'm, I am a Hawks. I am a creator of content for the Hawks. So I have a website, I gather content, and I try to gather it and look at it objectively, which means I try to remove any passion or any feelings that I may have for the Hawks. I'm not necessarily a Hawks fan. I want the Hawks to win. I want the Hawks to do well. I want them to go to the playoffs, win championships. I want success for this team. However, I am not tied to this team emotionally like a lot of you guys are. I'm not a Hawks fan from from a child. I don't, I don't view it like this. I kind of have a job to do and I do that and I want to do it objectively. And so with your fandom and and, and I'm not downing on your friend, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a fan. I'm saying that there has to be a level of balance, right? So you can have a level of spirited, uh, fandom, but there has to be a balance of which says, Hey, maybe I should look at it from this standpoint. You know, maybe I should look at it from this point. Because emotions are high when your team's losing 10 games in a row. 
and to the the criticism of Lloyd Pierce. And, and I'll say I've had criticisms of Lloyd. And you're never going to have a coach where you just don't think that uh, anything, that everything that he does is a good move. I mean, you're going to have criticism. But you have to take that in a vacuum, take that with a grain, grain of salt, and put those in its proper perspective. I'll just say this. When it comes to Coach Pierce, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I think he is the right person for this job at the, at this point. And I think that he's doing the best he can with what he has. Right? I think he's doing the best he can with what he has. And if your argument is uh, that he's not doing enough, my point is, if we're, if we're having a debate, and you guys know how debates work, you have to have points. So if your point is that he's not doing enough, what more do you want him to do? What more do you want him to do with this roster as presently constructed when he goes into L.A., when he goes into the Clippers and he goes up against LeBron James and Anthony Davis, when he goes up against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George or just Paul George or he's playing the world champions with Toronto or he's going up against Giannis Antetokounmpo and the coach of the year of Coach Bud and when he's playing these teams, what more do you want from him? That is my question. What tangible thing do you want to see out of this roster? Who is getting minutes that shouldn't be getting minutes? Who is getting playing time that says, hey, man, the reason we're not winning games is because you're not playing this guy. He is doing the best he can with what he has, and he simply does not have much. He simply does not have much. And so... You're you're asking, and I understand. Like you want, yeah, I, yeah, you want them to be accountable. And yes, we're gonna we're gonna accountability is a factor, but you don't have good ball players on this roster. You don't, and talent matters. Talent matters. I don't care how good of a coach you are, red or back is not going to win a championship with Trey Young, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Jabari Parker, and Damian Jones as your starting five. It's not going to happen. It's not. So if you have criticism about Lloyd, which is fine. Coach Pierce, I mean, call him Lloyd. We're not friends like that, but (laughs) it's kind of disrespectful. If you have criticism about Coach Pierce, let him be tangible, reasonable criticisms. All right? Don't just say, oh, man, they're not playing defense. No, they're playing defense. You just don't have guys that specialize in playing defense. Trey Young is never going to be a lockdown defender. You know, Evan Turner is never going to be a superstar. Jabari Parker is what he is. Damian Jones, Alex Lynn, and Bruno Fernando are are below average basketball players. That's not a knock on them. That's just the reality of the situation. This roster that you have now is not the roster that you will have three years down the road. You can take solace in that. And the hope is that ownership and that uh, the GM will add more talent to the roster. And that takes time. And once you have more talent, then the expectations can go up. But to me, you don't have much when you look at this roster. And my final thing is this. My final thing is this. And, and those who have criticisms of the Lord, feel free to tweet me at Hawks Beat. My criticism, if you have criticisms about what Coach Pierce is doing, look at this roster Go back and look at the schedule 
and tell me games, tell me one or two or three or four or five games that the Hawks should have won because they have the better roster. <clears throat> just let me know. Look at that roster. and You can go on ESPN just like I'm doing right now. Look at the schedule. Look at the roster. Pull up the team's roster and the team that they played and say they should have won this game because they simply have a better roster. Do they have a better roster than Philly? Do they have a they, they don't even have a better roster than Sacramento and Portland, in my opinion. You know? So think about that before you have your criticisms, and then we can continue your debate. And when the debate is over, we can still agree to disagree and still love each other and still pull for the Hawks and want the best for them. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for checking out the show. Thank you for sharing the show on your social media platforms. Make sure you connect with us on all of our social media. And we will see you when we see you next time. Peace and love. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.